Hello and welcome. We're in Psalm 28 today. Last time we looked at the first two verses of Psalm 28. And I'll read those for you now by way of review. The Bible says, Unto thee will I cry, O Lord my rock. Be not silent to me, lest if thou be silent to me, I become like them that go down into the pit. Hear the voice of my supplications when I cry unto thee, when I lift up my hands toward thy holy oracle. That's verses 1 and 2 of Psalm 28. Today we'll be looking at the next three verses, taking special attention towards one particular word in verse number 4. Let's see if you can pick it out, okay? I'll read verses 3 through 5. Ready? Draw me not away with the wicked and with the workers of iniquity, which speak peace to their neighbors, but mischief is in their hearts. Give them according to their deeds and according to the wickedness of their endeavors. Give them after the work of their hands, render to them their desert. Because they regard not the works of the Lord nor the operation of his hands, he shall destroy them and not build them up. We'll start in verse number three. He says, draw me not away with the wicked and with the workers of iniquity. David is praying to the Lord and he is asking God to help him to not be drawn away with those who are wicked and those who were workers of iniquity. Don't let me be like them is what he was saying. Even more Let me not be with them when they're under judgment. Stay away from wicked and the workers of iniquity, I think is what David might say to us today through this verse. Stay away from them. Stay away. Now, it's tempting sometimes to hang out and enjoy yourselves with those who are actively trying to do wrong, but... Uh, We'll see here in the next verse why you should stay away. The rest of verse 3, it describes the workers of iniquity and the wicked. It says, which speak peace to their neighbors, but mischief is in their heart. Did you hear that? Which speak peace to their neighbors, but mischief is in their heart. Here's how you can tell the wicked and the workers of iniquity is they lie. They're not genuine. They speak peace, but mischief is in their hearts. What they say to their neighbors, the people around them, person here, the person there as they go around, is is positive stuff, is peaceful, what's up my friend, all that stuff. But in their hearts, the reality is there's mischief in there. They're, they're two-faced, they're fake, they're backstabbing type people. They have veiled intentions. The word mischief literally means harm, or danger. So what they're saying and what they say is the exact opposite of what they really believe in their heart. Now, Lord, deliver us from those people. But Lord, help us not to be those people. Sometimes somebody who really loves peace and hates confrontation, they can they can fall into this trap of speaking peace, but mischief is in their hearts, so they think it's okay. Man, if something needs to get taken care of, take care of it. If there is a confrontation that needs to be had, fine. But if there's not, then you need to get over it in your heart. You see, that's such a valuable lesson, I think, is there, there should not be a reason for you to speak peace while harboring mischief or evil or harm or damage 
in your heart. You should be genuine. You should be sincere. You should be real. But David says, draw me not away with these people. Verse number four, he says, give them according to their deeds and according to the wickedness of their endeavors. Give them after the work of their hands, render to them their desert. Now, the word I'd like to point out here in a minute that's interesting is the last word in that verse, desert. I'll talk about that in a minute. But David is saying, Lord, these things that these men, it's probably, we don't know for sure, probably about Absalom, his son, how he stole the kingdom and for years and years spoke one way, but in his heart, there was something else. And he slowly drew the hearts of the people away from David. Could be talking about that. Either way, David had a lot of experiences, but what he's doing is he's, he's saying about the person that is fake, that speaks peace, but there's mischief in his hearts. He said, actually, Lord, what they are endeavoring to do to others, allow that to happen to them. The deeds, the wicked deeds that they're trying to do to others, the, the works of iniquity that they are, they're formulating and trying to bring to pass that's going to benefit them but harm others, let what they're trying to do to other people happen to them instead. That's exactly what he's saying. Give them according to their deeds, what they do, according to the wickedness of their endeavors, what they set about to make happen. Give them after the work of their hands. That's really not a bad prayer. Lord, exactly what they are working with their hands to bring to pass against others, let that happen to them. The stone which they have rolled, let it roll back to them again. And then the last bit of verse four, he says, render to them their desert. Now, when you read the word desert, and yes, I'm saying it right. There's only one S. It's a good way to remember. Is it desert or dessert? Dessert has two S's because you want more dessert. So this is the word desert. Now, it's a really interesting use of this word. At first glance, you picture sand and barrenness where nothing grows, and you would really, uh, odds are, be right when you see the word desert. That's what you think of. In fact, it's used 42 times in the Bible, this word. And every other time, the 41 times, it is used to describe just that. There's a desert place, they're in the desert, they're wandering in the desert, so on and so forth. But here, it's the only place in the Bible where this word means something else. This word used to commonly mean something else, and that is a reward, a benefit, a recompense, something that was equal to the offense, something that merited an equal return. It's what somebody earned. Really, if you look at that word desert, the first four letters, D-E-S-E-R, it'll help you remember it means literally a deserving. It's what they've earned. It's what they deserve. It's their desert. And uh, this word in the uh, Hebrew Old Testament, uh, it, it occurs, this particular Hebrew word, it's, it occurs 19 times. The other place, uh, it, it's uh, translated just that. Uh, a recompense, a lot of times recompense or a reward or something like that. Uh, and that's the desert. And so he's saying, uh, render to them their desert. He's not praying for uh, some retribution or punishment or vengeance upon these enemies that were after him, that were lying to everybody about him to, to turn against him. He wasn't praying for any of that. He just said, Lord, exactly what they are working with their hands to accomplish, let it just turn back to them. 
render to them their desert. Isn't that interesting? That's a cool little word study I thought today. Verse number five, because they regard not the work of the Lord, nor the operation of his hands, he shall destroy them and not build them up. That's sort of a sad verse uh, in that David says these people, because of what they've done, because of their mischief in their hearts, while they speak peace to others and they lie and everything, uh, the Lord is not only not going to build them up, he's going to destroy them. And when I read that, I think, man, I would just love for the Lord to build me up, to bless me in my endeavors, in my deeds, in the work of my hands. But you know, it doesn't matter how strong I am or how smart I am or how talented I am or the opportunities I'm given. If I'm not living for the Lord, then the Lord is not going to build me up. He's just not. And I'm, I'm not talking about earning your salvation or anything at all. We get saved only by grace. There's no way you can earn uh, the gift of God of eternal life and no way you can earn your way into being God's child. However, as God's child here on earth, there are uh, things you can do. There's a way you live that God blesses. There are natural consequences to sin, by the way, both for the believer and the unbeliever here on earth. You break the law, you go to jail. If you're saved or unsaved, you know, just as an example. And the believer, when they live for the Lord and they obey God, then the Lord is able to build them up for his glory, for his glory, not for yours, but for his glory. And it doesn't even matter what you say. It matters what's in your heart. Now, you, somebody could say, well, they've got a perfectly pure heart, but their actions are wicked. That doesn't work that way, okay? Uh, whatever's in your heart will eventually flow out in your words and actions and so on and so forth. But these guys could have said, I'm saying peaceful things. I'm at peace with my neighbors, but mischief is in their heart. Today, don't be able for it to be said of you, that God needs to render to you your desert, your negative, your consequences, the mischief that's in your heart. Today, I challenge you and encourage you to stay away from this person that has mischief in their hearts, but they speak peace. Be real careful about that. And also, don't you be that. We have to be careful about that all the time, that our words and our hearts can match, and the pure words and peaceful words match our hearts. Today, be honest. Obey God, and He will build you up.